Welcome to The Future of Care, the podcast that brings you insights and developments from companies in the tech sector that are making an impact on how we use technology to care for the elderly in our society, whether aging in place or in care home communities. And now for your host, UK Sales Director for Viar, a leading full detection and smart health solution, Stuart Barkley. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Stuart Barkley from Viar Care. Um, welcome to another round of our podcasts. Um, I'm actually really, really delighted to, to get Steve and Paul uh, onto this podcast today. It's been a struggle because they're exceedingly busy. Um, so, gents, thank you ever so much for joining me. Um, if if you can take it in turn, Steve, please go first. Just introduce who you are um, and where you sit within Acryla Nurse Call. No problem. Yeah. So, uh, my name's Stephen Holmes. I'm the commercial director at Aquila. I've been here for getting on to about 14 months. Uh, my role's changed quite a lot now. And uh, as is the company, obviously, we've uh, had a bit of a difficult landscape, but we're coming out of that now and uh, very exciting times ahead. And yourself, Paul? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Paul Driver, and uh, I've been with Aquila for the last uh, month. Um, I'm head of sales at the moment, and um, I've had about 10 years of experience in designing and selling nurse call systems in the market sector. Perfect, thank you. And I, I am genuinely excited to have you here today because I think, um, one, it's, it's about the marketplace that we're going to talk about. It's about putting people first. Um, so putting people at the heart uh, of care, how tech is, is, is able to do that. And the, the reason I'm excited is because you, you have a digital solution in a lot of ways for the nurse call marketplace. It's stuff that I've been dreaming of for a long time. Um, so, um, yeah, if I get a bit passionate about it, I do apologise. I like everyone's stuff, but um, I think you've got a lot to offer. So, uh, yeah, thank you ever so much. But I'm going to fire straight into the questions. Um, and I'm going to go straight in. Um, big juggernaut is we've been in a brutal pandemic. Um, I know we applaud everything that all the care staff have done, all the health workers. There's so many unsung heroes out there, and I know you've probably got some within your your own customer base and, and, and absolutely within your industry as well, um, or within your company, I should say. Um, but you guys launched <laughs> literally at the wrong time. Um, you worked so hard for so many years to get the, 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 the product correct and everything else. Um, so, you I mean, really what I want to know is, from the launch and from your customers, how has the pandemic really affected you? Is it has it helped you grow? Is it reshaped you? Is it you mean what is it? How how have things moved? Uh, it definitely hasn't helped us grow. Um, as we've come out of it, the signs are that that's going to happen. So that's fantastic. It was it was obviously a very very difficult time for the entire care sector. Um, for for a a company really that just launched its commercial proposition, the frustration was that for all intents and purposes the market was open. But it absolutely was not. You know, priority was not getting new technology in there. Um, so yeah, it was it was a struggle. Um, we held on to the whole team. What it did allow us to do is to focus on our existing customers, um, really solidifying those relationships, find out where else we can help, build that engagement, and get more feedback on what the system was doing for them, what they would like it to do as well, and actually to take some big chunks out of our development roadmap that we had foreseen commercial activity would have taken up most of our time. And that development roadmap would have been drawn out over maybe 24 months. Well, that means we've been able to chunk off big bits of work 
So as COVID has come to a close, we've hit the market with an even more flexible and, and more advanced proposition, which is, is clearly paying dividends um, with a really, really active pipeline. Um, some of our commercial partnerships are really exciting. I'm sure we'll come on to that. Um, you know, we've, we've added more flexibility around our pricing as well. So it's, it's really enabled us to spend more time developing the proposition whilst obviously, yeah, you know, not, not the easiest time, but I think we've used the time wisely. We've used it productively and it's put us in a really good position now. Um, in terms of our own customers, again, I mean, the, you know, the, the sector's under huge pressures in a number of different ways. It really didn't need the COVID crisis because it was already going through a funding crisis and, and a, uh, a recruitment crisis, and that's only got worse. Um, so, yeah, they, they've obviously had pressures, but, uh, but they've all weathered the storm and, uh, and they're all doing particularly well. And, and, and actually, a good number of our customers are, um, are building new homes as well. So they haven't suffered too much, but certainly they've had to, where, where they may have earmarked new installations, they've had to push those again just due to, um, you know, reshuffles or refinancing and that side of things. But, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's not been the easiest. Listen, you've got some key points, and I do want to touch on them later on, but I also want to say you do have a sung, unsung hero sat right next to you and Paul Driver. <laughs> I, I, um, I, for those that don't know, I used to work with Paul in, in, in a previous existence um, for um, probably a leading nurse call provider, and, and Paul was an unsung hero in that time, um, working in all the Nightingales and supporting the NHS and things like that. So I, I don't want it to go unnoticed, Paul. So... Uh, you are also the people that we applaud. So um, thank you for all that support and using tech to support um, the pandemic or not support the pandemic, but support getting out of the pandemic. One of the things I do want to pick up on is the um, staff retention element of it um, that, that you mentioned there. And I really like the fact that you do bring up, was it in a crisis before the pandemic came along? So. Really, I want I wanted to sort of drill down on that a wee bit more, Steve, if that's all right, um, and more about all right. They were in, so when your business model, you were obviously engaging with your customers, listening to your customers, developing equipment for your customers because you're flexible and adaptable to do so. But but what what, what does that fitter and stronger look like now from the funding issues that they've had to the pandemic hitting to how do we come out fitter and stronger? So how have Acrylla supported the, from listening to the customers, obviously, but also what your customers saying and how they want to come out fitter and stronger? So, yeah, there's a, there's a number of, of things there. I think the first thing to mention is that the motivation behind our uh, technology has always been to help the end user. Um, regardless of, of what happened with COVID, we still would have been in a situation where frontline carers uh, are having um, a lot of their workload taken up with evidence in care, with doing admin, which takes away from delivering care. Um, so the focus of our color and, and the journey and the motivation has always been, how do we help uh, the residents to receive better care? And you do that by helping the carers to have a lighter workload so that they can focus more on delivering that care. And it just comes backwards in steps. So the focus of, of the second generation nurse call system of, of our technology has always been to make that job easier so that it benefits the end user. And then, of course, that comes back. So that that hasn't changed. But of course, it's been heightened by 
um, by the pandemic because now this recruitment crisis has meant there are fewer people. It's more important to retain them. In order to retain them, you need to give them the best workspace possible and the best working conditions possible. And that's where technology can help. Um, you also, again, I mean, with fewer people, you need to reduce their workload even further. And it's the, the, it puts the onus on technology to do exactly that. Um, and as, as homes adopt uh, technology that automates a lot of this process, they will notice that hopefully they retain staff, hopefully by having more visibility of the, the efforts and the work that the staff are putting in, they can reward them accordingly. They can actually show this is being noticed because all of that information is being gathered automatically. We know who's doing what, which means you can reward the staff that you not necessarily want to keep, but you want to keep all of your staff, but you can reward those that are putting the most effort in. You can retrain those or give more training to those that perhaps have gaps. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a bit of a roundabout way of answering it. But as I say, the motivation for Arquella has always been that end user and always will be that end user. And everything in our roadmap comes back to benefiting the staff that benefit the end user. So you actually support and care homes to work smartly, like we always talk, we've talked about for years, yeah. um, work smartly, work wiser, um, and, and, and things move a wee bit better in, in the modern world, I suppose. But Paul, I'm going to come across to you because obviously you're a month in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want you to sit there quiet and think, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't get involved. <laughs> um, I mean, let's not kid around, the, the, kid around here. I've known you a long time um, yeah. and I, I consider yourself a personal friend as well But uh, and lucky enough to do so. But then on another level, you sort of first four weeks, obviously you've done a bit of training as you come in, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. You're a salesman at heart, you can, yeah. you, but you're also very, very customer focused. Yeah. Um, so obviously you're out there and, and you're speaking to some customers. Yeah. Um, what are they saying about your offering? Because it's new to the market, isn't it? You mean, so if, if I'm correct in saying you, 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 your system, it's a building block. It, 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 it's, it's open. Yeah, that's, a, that's the key thing really that I've kind of, learned in this in this job working with Steve um, before we were very restricted of what we could sell we had one package and it was just that package you couldn't deviate or if you could it's very slight deviation um, with working with Stephen and Arquella the you know it's just you start with the building box you can design it exactly how that client needs it um, and it's so flexible I mean sometimes I I'll speak to Stephen and say, you know, can we do this? And he's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do this and we can add that. And, you know, it kind of blows me back sometimes because I think, you know, the flexibility is amazing. And, and with adding the technology to the, the nurse school system, it's, I can really, I, I know it's sad, I kind of get excited because I think I can actually find a solution for the customer, which sometimes, you know, is, is, is a lot, lot better than trying to just say, this is what we've got and this is, this is all you can have. And that, that's all it is. There's nothing else, you know, that you, we can offer you. Um, but with uh, Arquella, it really provides that solution. With the, all the other software, the PCS software uh, that you can add in, the handsets, the, you know, and, and VR as well. It's just it's just an amazing solution. And really going forward, I, I want all that standard for every customer. And, and I just think it's, um, yeah, it's already a hit. It's already a hit. I mean, um, you know, so it's already going very excitingly you forward, know, you know, with sales. You can always get the salesman out of pole driver. Great <laughs> into sales. That's what I love to see. That's perfect. But no, that's your passion comes across. So that yeah. you must be a, 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 a big advocate for or a big asset, I should say, for you, Steve, um, and, and all at Krilla. So um 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I just didn't want you sitting there silent. No, so, that's for the viewers, <laughs> so for the viewers, Paul sold to you. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, um, I, I sort of want to go back. I'm, I'm talking at a, a conference on the 2nd of March um, down in Birmingham, and, and it's tech for the, the care home of the future. Um, and I suppose the question I've sort of got is, what are your customers saying to you with regards that's required? I think you've touched on it. I think you've done your market research. You've listened to your customers. The pandemic, whilst it's not been great for you, it's also given you a bit of time to listen more, yeah. um, to work so that you can deliver a smart solution and the building blocks. But I suppose it's an open question. What, what do you see as, and I think, Paul, you've touched on it, is the care home of the future, the tech within care home of the future, what, what do you see in amongst that? Uh, do you want to go, Steve? Yeah, I can jump in there. Can, uh... can I just say something small? I was going to say it's more the flexibility for the client and they all, and having in the PCS, the personal centred software, um, being able to incorporate that within their care homes um, and, and contact us with the infection side of it, of COVID, etc. Um, they want to They want to have less contact with products but still providing that same amount of um, care um, for the residents. And, and this is where, you know, the, the, the technology comes into play sort of thing, so. Perfect. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly it. You know, just expanding on that, obviously we have created a system that is um, built from the ground up to be flexible. It's built from the ground up to integrate both ways, hardware and software. Um, and I think that really is, it, especially with, um, this sort of gathering rollout from CQC of their digital strategy and this focus on remote monitoring, it puts the, the, the focus solely on data, um, digital data. It needs to be collated, presented in the right way to represent the care that you're delivering and the outcomes. Um, and it needs to be easily shareable, you know, and, and that really comes down to companies like Arquella, companies like Via, companies like uh, like PCS and Nourish and Care Vision and those guys that are, that are pulling that data together. Um, and it's not to say that what we have now is absolutely the end solution. We need to keep focusing on that with one eye on CQC, because again, if we can come up with a, um, a solution, an integrated solution that delivers the kind of data that can just be fed to CQC and give you a better chance of getting that outstanding rating, then perfect, we've done our jobs. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, let's not get carried away with ourselves. I don't think the care home of the future is going to have robot carers anytime soon, although I know that these initial trials are we'll terminated. terminated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be more about, it's always going to be a people focused industry. Um, it's always going to rely on people and it's going to be about uh, the technology companies within it, integrating, creating seamless integrations and pushing data mm. into one central place that can then be fed through to CQC. And also to help these homes to build more profitable care businesses, more efficient care services that ultimately benefit the uh, the end user. So uh, the care home of the future will probably look very much like it is now, but it will just have better, um, more flexible technology uh, with providers that are prepared to work together to come up with a solution that benefits mm -hmm. that, that home uh, rather than a one size fits all. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think it's important that we, we we highlight the fact we're not slating the care homes at this present time. It's yeah. about we want to embrace what they're doing, but try and support them to move forward. I think yeah. that's a, a really key point. Um, but I, I want to put you picked up on data. Absolutely, get that. That's the health and social care market across the board. Data is valuable. How it's presented is absolutely valuable. Um, but then, 
but then on the other side, as you talked about robots and stuff, but actually what we're, we're, we're building here is like an ecosystem that's like a, a virtual caregiver. Mm. And, and, and VR are pushing towards that, using data to be more of a virtual caregiver. Um, okay, now they're not going to go and hold their hand, and there's nothing uh, you can't beat that personal touch. Mm. Um, but if there's a lot of ways that we can give more time to the actual carers, the physical yeah. carers, to be able to go and hold their hand, yeah. then I applaud that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. that's yeah. what we would we would strive to do. Mm. Um, to make the difference to one person is, is vitally important to us. Um, I, <laughs> Paul, you talked you talked about it and and um, we we've both been privileged to work for a, a market leading nurse call provider. Still a great platform, absolutely great at what it does. It's absolutely rock solid. Obviously, you're taking your knowledge from there and, and supporting Acrylic moving forward. Mm. Um, but you mentioned fit fit into the box. Mm. Um, so I'm going to ask a question, and it's a it's a it, probably <laughs> yes or no answer will be the, the, the answer from you both, but. Yeah. Do you actually see boxes on the walls in the future or do we actually see, and what I mean by that is call points or push mm. buttons or pullables or, or, or even wearables, but certainly pull cords, buttons on walls. Do, do we actually see that in the nurse call in, in, in the future? Or, or in fact, can Acrylla do it without, supply a nurse call system without that? Currently, no. Okay. Um, but I think, again, you know, it all comes from market demand. I think, you know, we, we will, we're never going to be a, this is what we offer and this will always be what we offer. We'll respond to what the market wants and what the market's comfortable with. So as long as the market is telling us they want boxes on the walls, we'll continue to develop and to evolve that package. Um, so we can, so you touched on ecosystem, which is a really important word for us because we see ourselves as exactly that. We are, um, we want to integrate with as many hardware and, and uh, assistive technologies as possible. And we want to integrate with as many um, care management softwares and, and um, medication platforms as we can, because that closes the loop. You could only really do that through a digital platform like ours, which is why we're so open to partnering um, with everyone. So, you know, we're, we're looking at wearables uh, companies. We're talking to them right now. We're talking to smart, um, smart mattress uh, companies and acoustic monitoring companies about using their triggers to trigger nurse call to then push that data through to care management platforms and closing that loop. Whether the wearables will ever replace the points on the wall, quite possibly what we're talking about right now is blurring the lines between pair push, pendant and room point. Can we do it all in one device? And that will probably be the next evolution mm. as long as the market's comfortable with yeah. it. Where it goes beyond that, you know, who, who knows? But uh, I think for the foreseeable, we'll certainly see a nurse call system uh, well, I think second generation nurse call system, possibly even third generation, will still look like vaguely like what, what we used to yeah. now. But I think inevitably things will move on and, and we'll move with those times. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's something I've obviously I've been in the industry a long time and it's something I've always thought about. I think the analog to digital push is really changing that. But I suppose one of these things, and this is really, really important, is that I, I've seen lots of um, digital solutions on... I see the word Ascom Micro 3 handsets or Samsung handsets or Apple handsets or whatever. But there's lots of apps and they're all open and you've got lots of logins. Mm -hmm. So how, because how, that's one of the challenges, isn't it? So how, how do you beat that? So currently the conversations that we're having 
Um, so we have working integrations, obviously, with Viar. We have working integrations with CareVision and PCS, and then we have another couple on the horizon as well. Um, and one of the, well, the two key points, I suppose, are primacy. So which is the primary app? Now, obviously, we're both commercial entities, and we've both sold into the same care service, and really, you want yours to be the primary app. So that's the first thing that you need to get around. Um, because if, it, if we're not going to be the primary app, then you have to push notifications through the care management platform, which creates a whole different integration. Really, for where we are now, it would have to be the Nurse Call app that takes primacy and pushes data through in the background. But the second biggest thing, and this is something that we've talked about, it really came up a lot at the, um, the care show, it came up a lot at, at um, Dementia Care and Nursing Show as well, is okay, we're all open to integrating, but how do we get round the, the, um, the problem that we have to log into everything individually? The single login will be the thing that unlocks this ecosystem. If we can get all of the apps to log in together and talk to each other, then we've answered that. And I know that the, um, the care management software providers are all working on it. It's something that's on our development roadmap as well. It just needs one of us to come up with a solution that works and it will just be rolled out. And then, you know, you can still have your seven apps on your phone, but they're all logged in at the same time. They're all talking to each other. So whichever one you're using, the data is being gathered and shared in the background. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and there is other challenges, you know, it's, it's how do you power devices? Uh, what's the battery life of a wireless solution? What's the battery life of, and we know these, and, and the technology is constantly improving. Mm. Um, what, and, and we're gathering data, so we need to think about connectivity. Um, and and are, we, are we Wi-Fi enabled or all these things that you hear nowadays and, and certainly when I moved across to VR uh, just short of a year ago it was it was a different language we were talking API integrations and, and, and all these different things and it, it, certainly coming from an, an, an analog type nurse call system then it's amazing how it's changed within a year uh, yeah. within the industry and I think the pandemic's pushed that hence look at us sitting on one of these calls right now yeah. Um, yeah. and all the Teams meetings that we've done and all the business that we, 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 we do um, over teams or virtual meetings. It's, it's, yeah, we don't need company cars anymore, Steve. That's, <laughs> that's the answer. Let's make a quick note of that. I suppose the other one is um, falls management. It's, it's, it's a massive agenda point at the moment. We, did, we, did, um, we do a lot of surveys at Viar to understand what the customers are saying, as I know you guys do too. Um, what Some of the surveys came back, and we were talking about the during the pandemic, what were the, the major um, key affecting things that obviously people were challenges, I would say, because mm, yeah. I've used the word a lot about challenges. And obviously further risk infection, um, rising costs, mm. staff illness, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, obviously there's a lot of life cycle changes that were meant to happen in that two year period as well, where the technology still wasn't good enough and the I suppose the pandemic's probably identified that some of these changes could be made. Um, but obviously, as manufacturing prices have increased massively, um, then obviously prices increase across the board. But then we looked at um, the sort of there was rate your um, challenges or, or to, to be fitter and stronger coming out of the pandemic. Rate what you you, you see as your key goals. Um, and I'm going to start with staff retention and staff recruitment was up at the 67% mark. It was with the top wow. agenda point. Yeah. Followed by person-centered care delivery. 
and how they can improve that. And then followed very, very closely by 1% was uh, fall, falls prevention. Mm. Okay. Now, there's three pillars to fall prevention. And this is a long question, and I hope you follow me. But there's three <laughs> pillars, to, in, in my eyes, to fall prevention. And that being intervention, prediction, mm. and detection. Now, the detection being... The actual falls where it's not a fall, where it's a hidden fall or a stumble or whatever, mm. more about those sort of things. You bring all them together. That's really, really difficult to do. There is no, I, I, you need lots of sensors for fall prediction. Yeah. But gathering the data, I say sensors, you need lots of data, I should say, to gather that. So how do you use, I'm not saying you've got the solution now. If you have, then I applaud you and I'm wrong, which doesn't happen very often. But <laughs> how do you get to that? Um, yeah, there's a potential rabbit hole here with talking about data, and I think it, it brings in a, a wider point. So where we are right now is is um, we are talking about reactive care mm. and proactive care. What can we do with with care reminders to ensure that fewer um, fewer elements of care are missed? And then you move into the next generation, which is predictive care. And predictive anything comes from AI. It comes from identifying trends, and it comes from identifying behaviour. And that can only be done with data. So what you can look at right now with, um, you know, the VIA uh, solution on its own and integrated with, uh, with the Arquella nurse call system is that we can identify when someone has fallen. Um, and then we can obviously send someone to the room as quickly as possible to deal with that. Where we would like to get to, not just as a company, but as a sector, is how can we identify those patterns of behavior that precede a fall? And then we can make some, um, put some steps in place to ensure that that doesn't happen. That will come with the data that, that, that they are gathering, that we are gathering, that the market is gathering. As long as we share that, even if we don't share it, we can still come up with, um, with pattern recognition to ensure that we're, we're looking at those, uh, those events. Uh, but that, I think that's some way, way down the line. What we need to look at right now is moving away from, um, you know, clunky devices that might uh, might push through a false fall, which means again you're taking the carer's time mm -hmm. away from uh, from possibly caring for someone else, mm -hmm. and and be more accurate with um, you know the fall calls or the fall alert, uh, fall alerts that you're delivering, and that's done with this generation of technology, the VR technology and other sensors um, that are far more accurate and don't just rely on someone hits the floor. That, that's a call. No, we identify that they're there and they're staying there for a set period of time. That's a fall. Now we uh, we escalate it. But yeah, as I say, a bit of a rabbit hole talking about predictive care, but that's the ultimate goal um, is to actually manage the fall before it happens. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a bit like going, um, we look at cruise control, adaptive cruise control, and I use it lightheartedly, but the best thing ever is adaptive cruise control. I love it. Absolutely love it. I would never use it on a country road where I live, but I'd certainly use it on the motorways all the time. But we had to go through the pain of cruise control and pressing lots of buttons and all these sort of things. So suppose we're, I think we're in the middle of that pain at the moment where there's a lot of technology or tech in the industry being used and that data's coming and, and you can't get enough data. Data's a new doctor um, in, in a lot of ways or the new virtual caregiver. By the end of the day, you still need people with the heart of it and yeah. you still need the results coming out. So I think we're in a bit of pain um, within the industry um, at this moment in time of, of, of getting that information. But I think it's always good to understand that, that, that predictive stuff, because that's 
that's really Google can do it, Amazon can do it, um, <laughs> Facebook can do it. So why can't we? You know, I mean, it sounds so easy, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're huge companies that that mine a huge amount of data. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Given the nature of this industry, you know, we, we'll never be able to get those volumes of data. But I think, um, I think I'm hope well hopeful. I think the sector's hopeful that we can get there pretty quickly um, because the data that we're gathering is is more meaningful. There's less noise in there. There are less, you know, there's less fluff that you have to work through. It's all meaningful data, which means that we should be able to accelerate mm-hmm. it uh, with, you know, fewer points of data. As opposed to the likes of I suppose one of the things I do want to pick up on very quickly, we're coming to the end, um, so there's not very difficult questions, and I'm sort of fluffing around the edge of it a wee bit, but um, the modular, the building blocks, the CQC requirements for remote data, all these things are really, really key. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I correct in saying you can offer choice? So am, I, am, I, am I correct in saying, and this is where I really, I think the care home of the future starts, yeah. is the fact that you can offer choice. So we talked about funding being an issue because of the pandemic, prices going up. Mm. Am I correct in saying that if Stuart Barclay Care Home is happy with that handset, that he, that paging system or that handset or that tech, yeah. but he needs to upgrade his nurse call because it's obsolete or something along those lines, mm. You can go in and do that and integrate the other stuff. Is that, is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, we can actually, you don't even need to replace the nurse call system. We can incorporate VR with handsets and they can still use that technology um, to move forward. So it's never a, a complete, they don't need to have the whole system, um, you know, the whole building, as it were, upgraded. And we can do it in stages as well. You know, we could um, manage a floor at a time if need be with, with the technology. It gives them time to try it out as well and, and, and go through, you know, how it's working for them. Uh, the key thing for me about VR is the fact that it's contactless falls management. Um, there's no human error. Once it's installed, it's there, it's working. You're not worried about the carer um, having to set it up or unplug it or plug it in or set the timers and things like that. You're not worried about the resident. Maybe instead of a mat, they would jump to the other side of the bed to get out. You know, you're not worried about things like that. And that really pushes it for me for for selling it. It really is a great feature and product. Steve, I, yeah, I think, before you go on, Steve, can can you send me your CV, Paul? I'm very happy where I am. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah no, I, suppose, I, I get the VR bit, and, and thank yeah. you, Paul. I, absolutely superb. You, forever the salesman, and I love you. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's great. And listen, you look after your customers immensely. I, I know that. That's mm. you're very customer-focused. I was more thinking from an Acrylic point of view. Okay. okay. Um, just if a nurse call needs upgraded, but they like everything else around the peripherals of it. So I'm saving money. So you build that relationship and do the building blocks and then build a long-term relationship. Is that really what you're about? 100%, 100%. So one of the benefits of us being quite a young company is that we still have the ability to be quite agile. Um, obviously, we've looked at the market and we know that one size fits all doesn't work. You know, the care, the care sector is so diverse in terms of the physical buildings, in terms of the type of care that's being delivered. A one size fits all doesn't work. It may have worked once, it doesn't work now. We've built our solution around flexibility. So we built it from the ground up to integrate with care management platforms. We had a bit of a pivot during COVID where we were developing our own, but it actually made sense from a market point of view and from the end user point of view for us to partner with the best in the industry. 
because they already have these in place. So rather than us going in and saying you've taken 18 months to deploy and fully roll out PCS, why don't you put ours in there because it integrates with our nurse call system? That didn't really work as a, as a proposition. So what we've done is we've partnered with PCS and anyone that has PCS, we can plug it into the nurse call system and you have data flowing through. Same with CareVision. We'll be doing similar with Nourish and we're open to doing it with, with anyone else in the market. If you already have handsets because you have, um, you know, a, a, you bought them through another provider, fine, we'll put our app on there. We're happy for you to use your own, your own handsets. If you want a completely offline system, no problem, we can do that. If you want a cloud-based system that delivers all of your reports in real time to the cloud, that's our bread and butter. But, and, and what it means is if we install a closed system, a, a non-online system, it doesn't mean that you can't benefit from that functionality into the future. If you don't want mobiles, no problem. We can just have a standard nurse call system. But all of that functionality is there if you want it. If you have assistive technologies that we don't currently integrate with, or you have another care software provider that we don't integrate with, if you can facilitate that conversation between them, we'll put it into our development roadmap and make sure that, okay, it might not happen straight away, but we'll install a nurse call system now and we'll give you a date three, four, five months down the line when we can work with that partnership and make sure that that, that it all works together because that ecosystem is so important. So the other thing as well, you know, it's not just about the physical product. We've looked at flexibility around our pricing as well. We're confident that we can beat most quotes in the market anyway, but because we know that coming out of COVID, you know, businesses might not be as cash rich as they were. We offer flexibility around pricing. We can do interest free. We can do payment plans. So everything about our Quella and our proposition is built around exactly that word, flexibility. Mm. We can piece it. We're not saying that we can do everything, but we'll do as much as we can to get to the exact specification that you want. And anything that we don't have now, we will work towards. Uh, the salesman's rubbing off on you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely superb. That, to be fair, that, that's why I get excited. I, I, what you're saying, it sounds very salesy, what you were both saying at the end there. And I, I don't mean it to for the audience. But actually, you're changing the face of care. Yeah. That's what you're doing, certainly within the care home sector. Um, and you're supporting your customers to do that. And, and I think it's, it's really important from these podcasts that we, we're we not trying to bring all these manufacturers together and say, this is the best way of doing it because you partner with VIAR. Yes, of course, we're all in sales and we want to shift boxes and, mm. and, and all these sort of things. But I think what's really, really important is the fact and the message I want that I'm trying to get out from these podcasts is there is choice out there. Yeah. Um, a lot of these manufacturers are now working cohesively in partnership to deliver, I call it the care home of the future, but to deliver that virtual caregiver, to deliver the support that is required. And it and what you're saying at the end is it doesn't have to cost a lot of money no. um, or it can be flexible in how you purchase it. Um, and I think that's the, the big message there mm. um, from all the podcasts that we've done. Um, listen, it's been fantastic to, to see you. Um, Paul, I look forward to catching up with you again out on the road. Uh, Steve, when I get down to your office eventually, it, it'll be good to catch up um, and try and go for a bit of dinner and follow this conversation on and meet the rest of your team. Um, thank you for today. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Future of Care podcast. Remember to subscribe to stay updated when new episodes are released.